want to go like against the grain. For someone, Liz, who spends a lot of time in swimming pools, I didn't expect you to be so shallow. I think you need to you need to refine your taste a little bit, Fraser. I think uh, the modern hunk can be many things. Maggie checks. I feel like we should just give him Luke Evans. Hello, hello, Fraser. How are you doing? Oh, I'm okay, Stuart. I'm all right. Um, but I'm a bit shaken, actually. Not third part. Bit shaken. Uh, I've I've had a bit of an incident on Twitter. Oh no! What's yeah. happened? I was doing a tweet. I've been getting into this Twitter thing. You should try it out. I know. I know. You've been re you've been really getting online. At Belderboy Double O Seven. Try it out. I accidentally tweeted something and referred to Roger Moore as the second James Bond. <sighs> Aye, and mm. the Bond Twitter community mm. really did rain all hell down on me they would do they would do that yeah so i offer all my apologies to george lazenby who of course was the second james bond and just to reassure everyone that we're going to bring in taggy checks is coming back for the episode at some point he'll he'll dial in and he'll just make sure that we're getting shit right yeah, we've had to call him back because after that clanger online, we really couldn't risk uh, another scandal. So we've, we've got the man himself, you know him from previous series, Taggy Checks. is going to keep us right, make sure that everything we say is the whole truth and nothing but the truth. Nothing but the truth. Uh, but, what you know, we'll still have fun. And yes. We'll still say things just that can... You know what are we going to what are we going to say what is this what are we doing here what we're going to do is we're going to get on a special guest to build their dream james bond film they're going to pick who they want to play bond play the co-star play the villain direct the whole film and then perform the iconic theme song and it's a very special guest today it's it's a, a national hero you would say national hero national treasure incredibly successful paralympian and uh, para-athlete liz johnson Liz Johnson. Absolutely. Gold medalist. Gold medalist in somewhere around the world at one of Beijing. the Olympic Games. Beijing. Yes. I, knew was, I knew it was a country. <laughs> it was I, Beijing. I that great in my countries, you know. Beijing 2008 won gold, won silver in Athens 2004, and then won, uh, completed the set with a nice bronze in London 2012. She's been everywhere, she's done it all, she's won everything, and she's finally got around to coming on to our podcast. And we can't wait to have her. Lucky devil she is. She's going to get to build her own bond. No rules, would you say? Well, should we try one rule? Okay, go on. <laughs> I need you to do that. I don't have the bell to hand. Uh, but we got one rule, uh, which is the Madonna bell. If Liz mentions the devil herself, Madonna, once, twice, thrice, then the bell shall ring and she will be forced against her will to perform her favourite Madonna song. She will, yeah. And I feel like a Paralympian gold medalist isn't going to want to sing Madonna on some podcast. Exactly, it would be, it would tarnish her reputation, if anything. Yeah. So yeah, so should we, should we, should we get going with it? Before we do, mm -hmm. I've got a little special mission for you, Fraser. Oh, okay, all right. James, uh, a James Bond 007 uh, undercover mission. We all know Liz has travelled the world, picking up medals all over the place. She's been, you know, 
since, since our teenage years traveling around swimming competitively um what i want you to do without arousing any suspicion from our guests i want you to name as many countries as you can now i think this is quite an easy one in terms of dropping country names so i want you to go big you know i'm expecting a high threshold here i just said i'm not good at my countries well you better start swatting up Right. Okay. Accepted the challenge. Let's let's get on with it and let's build this bond. Let's do it. Today, ladies and gentlemen, we are in the presence of greatness. Well, on Zoom with greatness, as we have a legit member of Team GB's Paralympic efforts in Athens, Greece, two thousand and four; Beijing, China, two thousand and eight and London, England, 2012, in our midst. Not only was she a team member, but won medals in all three competitions, including gold at Beijing. She also struck gold at several IPC international events, and since retiring from competitive swimming, has co-founded the Ability People, empowering people with disabilities and unlocking the potential for all industries to thrive with a disabled workforce. And as if all that wasn't cool enough, she's our first ever Welsh guest. It's Liz Johnson. Yay, Welsh guest. No, there we go. Spreading the love, right? Spreading the love around the UK. Absolutely. I can't believe we've got a Welsh guest on. I can't believe we've not had one before. I'm, yeah, I was going to fact check that. I can't, I'm can't. i trying to think back, but no, I think you're right. This is our first... Uh, yeah, brilliant. Welcome along, Liz. So great to have you. Thanks for having me. How, how are things? We met, it was a lot, quite a while ago that we met. How have things been since? We've had a, a pandemic and all that since then. How have you been? Yeah, I guess they've been quiet and busy all at the same time, haven't they? Like this, I always think that when I was swimming, life was easy because like each year was marked out in competitions, whether it was the major championships, whether it was your trials, whether it was the training camps that you were going on, whatever it was. And since I finished, I find it a lot harder to pinpoint when things happened, especially obviously with that pandemic. It took up quite a lot of time, but nobody really feels like anything happened, even if you managed to stay busy. So when you recount the years, it's almost a shock to think that 2017 was five years ago. I know, I know that is insane. It's it's mental to think. Um, but we, you know, we did a we did a show together called Celebrity Antiques Road Trip. Uh, I was crew, you were a guest, and I, I remember joining the team towards the end of your episode and and meeting up with you at the hotel. And we just we just clicked. I think and we had we had a good laugh together. I think we shared a burger, maybe. Yeah, um, I think those shows are always fun, aren't they? Because and I always say there's a little less pressure when you're going in in the celebrity inverted commas role because you haven't applied to do it because you know loads about it. So like you can kind of be a bit more relaxed about your pro- approach, which if you remember rightly is just as well because I didn't have a lot of an idea of what I was doing. <laughs> it feels like, uh, I guess you've been retired for a little while now. It seems like from from uh, what Fraser was saying in his introduction, you're as busy now as you were when you were swimming. Yeah, I think like one of my aims when I retired, I, I always said I would knew what, know when it was time to retire, and I did. Like it was it was weird, but I just knew, and it was because swimming had always been like the most important thing in my life, but not the only thing, and not the most important in that I didn't value other things like family, friends, and and like school and all of those things, but. What I mean is I always based a lot of my decisions around how it would impact my swimming. Um, and that's where I got my confidence from, knowing I'd done everything I could do. And so I, whatever happened with the result, I could live with it. Um, and towards the end, I started to 
look at ways in which I could make my swimming fit my life rather than make my life fit my swimming. And for me, that was that then meant that I couldn't stand behind the block hand on heart, knowing that I'd done everything I could have, you know. And so that for me was the time to stop. But then I was really keen to make sure that I found something equally motivating and rewarding. And because life, life, life's tough, you spend a lot of your time working. So if you can do something that you enjoy, then obviously that is a benefit. And I think a lot of athletes, because not many people retire when, like, when they're 30 or before they're 30, and you've almost got to find an entirely new career. And I think a lot of athletes maybe don't even, don't retire when they wanted to because because of that fear of not finding something to fill that void. So I've been very fortunate that um, a lot of opportunities have come along. And like, obviously, you've always got a choice to make, but I think you go through a phase of just saying yes all the time because you don't really know what you, you what you want to do because even when you were young and you had ideas, and like I went to university and I, I did business management and I thought I'd be an accountant, and, and I, but, I, but there was a huge gap between graduating and actually then being in a position to go and be an accountant. So I'm like, what do I do? And then a lot of other opportunities were coming along, like things such as uh, the road trip and like other things, and then like the chance to do some broadcasting and just speaking and visiting schools and all of those things. And you're like, well, actually, you don't know if you'll get that chance again. And you don't know how long those offers are going to come in for. Whereas to a certain extent, being an accountant would always be like, if I decided tomorrow I wanted to go and train and be an accountant, like some of the terminology has changed and a few of the, a few of the rules and the regulations. But ultimately, the job is still the same job with the same function and the same objective as it would have been when I, I did it straight out of university. And I suppose as well, it was, I suppose not a good timing because of course you yourself contributed to it quite a lot. But as you retired, it was at a time when Paralympic sports, the profile was just, you know, going through the roof and it was becoming much more uh, kind of popular with, with audiences. Oh, look, we have- There he is. Have... I'll answer your question in a minute, Stuart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now... Somebody has joined. <laughs> Good evening, one and all. Hello, hello. Apologies for my delay. I was just um, parachuting down from a super secret mission to to bring home uh, uh, secret uh, secret beers from uh, another another world. Um, how are you guys doing? How how how's the bond building going? We were still uh, yeah. We, we hadn't even got into films and bond. We were just uh, just chatting, really. I suppose. <laughs> yeah, just get just getting to know Liz and. Yeah, await eagerly awaiting your arrival. And I'm here. I'm here now, and I'm ready to to check uh, as Taggy checks can only do. Yes. He essentially but... had a better offer, and now that offer's finished. He's kind of... <laughs> 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 so Liz, yes, yeah, but Taggy checks main objective for this uh, podcast is to basically to keep us right. He keeps keeps us our facts in check, and sometimes we make mistakes. As I <laughs> excuse you. Excuse me, yes. Cool. I can't remember what Stuart's question was now. What was your question? I'm sure it was brilliant. Um it was brilliant. I think I was just saying um partly thanks to your contribution. Oh, but just, I remember but just, what you were saying. Yeah. You were saying about like the timing of the Paralympics. Yes. Yeah. So I always say, like, I'll and like even the staff that were on the team with me at the time, like we when we reflect on that time, like I'll always be grateful I experienced Paralympic sport when I did. Because I kind of, like, as I was getting introduced to it, nobody really knew what it was. <laughs> um, and, like, so I like I partly stumbled on it by chance. 
Uh, it was a, like I was fortunate my my mum met someone who knew someone and like it all it all sort of fell into place but it was very much a postcode lottery and a question of being in the right place at the right time in terms of finding out about it but then my whole experience I, I went through the process when lottery funding had just come in so I, I wasn't on it straight away because I was I was young but I got to I was probably one of the first cycles of athlete that experienced it as it was like in its entirety and like obviously then when it grew all the time so uh first Paralympics I remember watching on the TV was Atlanta 96 but it was only on for like half an hour every like three times a week or something and then Sydney it was on more but I like and then that's when the lottery funding had sort of kicked in. So we had we had great results. And then Athens was my first games. And again, then Be- then Beijing. And I won. And again, at that point, London was the host for the like for the next games. So people got behind it. And now we're in a, a brilliant position where everybody knows at least what the Paralympics are. You don't have to explain what they are so much anymore. Mm. It was such, such a huge difference in 2012 when when I remember like the, the build-up to, to the Paralympics on Channel 4, it was a huge deal. It was the first time Channel 4 had ever done, I think, any Olympic sport, let alone Paralympics. But yeah, it was just, it was this massive revolution and it was so cool and it was like bringing it to a whole new audience that I, I imagine probably wouldn't wouldn't have engaged with it otherwise yeah and it was an opportunity because in the past because there was only so much budget left and there's a lot of Paralympic sport to cover right because there's so many more classifications for each sport so there's a lot to cover so when you don't have the the airtime or the budget left you can only watch maybe the last seven meters of a race or the last throw of a, a thing and there's no context Whereas what Channel 4 were able to do was because they had those 150 hours of, of broadcasting and, and they had loads of broadcasting time before the games even began, they could introduce the public to what they were going to see at the Paralympics when they watched it. So that then when they watched the sport, they could enjoy the sport for what it was rather than having to get the backstory or the explanation of the classification system, maybe quite in as much detail um, and answer the hows and the whys and the ways, because they were able to do that through documentaries and features in the running. So that, and I think it, it made a huge difference. Yeah, I just remember the, well, for me, and I think probably for, for quite a lot of people as well, like after the Olympics in 2012, everyone, like, it was so great and everyone loved it so much. When it came to the end, everyone was like, I want to keep watching the Olympics. And then with the Paralympics following straight after, people were still like running on that buzz from, from, from the Olympics. And then all of a sudden, maybe if they hadn't watched Paralympic sports before, were like, wait a minute, this is like amazing as well. So like the, the, it was just like basically continuing the party from, from the Olympics. Exciting times. Uh, we're us three are we are known film buffs or or wannabe film buffs even are you a film buff Liz do you enjoy have you got time to watch films I do most of my movie watching on airplanes which again like doing a (laughs) doing the pandemic was problematic because no movies were being made and so like the first two few times I flew like I like there was nothing to watch and like I had pre-pandemic I'd flown like I ended up working a lot, like away a lot, and flying a lot, and I pretty much exhausted the uh, the film offerings as well. But I do like I do like to watch them, but I'm a bit more of a series binge watcher because it's just easier. <laughs> yeah, brilliant. <laughs> you can get more episodes in on the plane. Yeah. yeah, I tried to save certain movies that I like. Me and my husband could get away with watching this one together because we have pretty 
different taste right so like there's certain ones I'm like I'll wait for that one because um we can watch that one together and he's more than he'll be like oh yeah I've seen it but I'll watch it again whereas like often I'm like well I've seen this one I don't, I don't need to see it again I'll watch something else so uh we have very different approaches to movie watching in our house <laughs> where does James Bond sit in that spectrum then how, how does that fit in so I like my dad always had, like he's got that whole you know the, the the box set that you can get the full collection he has that and like it always used to be on in, at home but I remember my husband's Brazilian and uh, I was in Brazil when I think it was Spectra came out and uh, I was like right let's go watch it and no one knew what I was talking about I was like what and then it came, it did eventually come out and it was they but they called it 007 uh, not James Bond <laughs> and I was like but like it was actually the best place to be to go see it because there wasn't the massive queues that there were here you know like how it was booked yeah. out for weeks here so yeah my my advice is go watch it in Brazil if you need to watch a new James Bond movie <laughs> 007 because <laughs> literally I said oh, the, the the new Bond movie and everyone was like what yeah. and I went no 007 they were like ah 007 <laughs> <laughs> I love that it's always it always comes down to it my dad oh yeah my dad was a massive fan but like the dads keep bond alive really <laughs> like it's always the dads that are uh are got the box sets making their kids watch it and everything you've had the chance over the last little while to come up with your own little bond film of of, of your own making did you find it hard was it was it quite easy I do, i'm gonna be completely transparent i probably should have been more like prepared I looked and I was like I gave it some thought but I was like no if I just go in for like they ask and I answer then you'll get more of a raw answer won't you brilliant (laughs) (laughs) that's how they do things in Brazil you know (laughs) yeah manana manana yeah no no honestly no like if I overthink stuff like that I actually end up like just spinning myself around and like complicating it does that make sense yeah, totally. Yeah. So, so we're getting a little bit of a do it live vibe today. So we've got a little room for for creativity. Yeah, yeah. improv. Improv. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Shall we get into it then? Shall we? Shall we start asking yeah. the questions? I, think oh, sorry, I, can't, I can't. I can't confirm I'm going to be any good at this. But yeah, let's do it all. We'll soon find out. So here's a, a little cheers to to everyone. I don't know what. If you've got Can I? Oh, I found my drinks bottle. Yay! <laughs> never leave you. Very, very athletic of you. I'm definitely not athletic anymore, but anyway. Me neither. Anyway, yeah. No, Fraser Liz said anymore. <laughs> I had a brief period of athleticism during lockdown. That's true, actually. No, that, that, is, that is fair. I'll give you that. You were a keen runner. You were good for a while. <laughs> for a while. <laughs> Yeah, and then I started bursting out of this shirt and my hair started falling out and yeah. <laughs> anyway. Anyway, enough about you, friend. It's, it's not about <laughs> me. This is about Liz. Liz, who are you going to pick to play 007 James Bond? Well, that was easy. Yeah. That was the only bit easy bit is Brian Reynolds. <laughs> 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 yes. <laughs> Okay, no. what, what what pointed you towards Ryan Reynolds? He looks good in a tux. <laughs> That's pretty good. And he, ha- he has a Welsh connection now, is that right? Now he does, yeah. Now he yeah. Does. Exactly. Practically Welsh, right? So. Uh... Yeah. For someone, Liz, who spends a lot of time in swimming pools, I didn't expect you to be so shallow. No. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that what Bond's all about, though? Yeah, probably is, actually, yeah. Okay, Ryan Reynolds... Um, 
Good looking guy. Very good looking guy. Yeah. Was was He's... there any of his films in particular? There's a there's a certain movie you're like I'll watch it because they're in it, isn't it? But um, yeah, I remember the first ever time I think I saw him, and probably before he was even like hot, was <laughs> Van Wilder. You remember that one? The national, like, yeah, like that was the first time I think that's the first movie I remember seeing him in. Oh, yeah, uh, that was a while ago. Van Wilder, party liaison. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Well, yeah, Ryan Reynolds is a bit hit and miss for me. I, something like I always don't like him until I watch him, and then I end up thinking, yeah, actually, he's quite funny or he's quite good, but I don't want to like him. I think I'm probably just jealous of him. <laughs> Possibly. Yeah, I, I like him. I can't say I, I, love, I really love any of his films, but I do like him as a person in terms of like when you see him on interviews and chat shows and things like that. I think he always comes across really well, but I really don't like the sort of maybe the, the Deadpool films, obviously, that he's done. They're really like not for me. Has James Bond, has James Bonds, uh, has Ryan Reynolds ever put on an accent to the level that he would need to do for James Bond? Or would he need to put on an accent or would you be quite happy for him to do? We all Americanized, Liz. No, I guess I guess we don't want to lose James Bond to America, do we? So, yeah, no. would have to. But don't worry, you'll have a bit of a Welsh twang soon. And then did, did he not? Did he not speak Welsh? And for for the, for the documentary, he did about Wrexham. They did a little bit, didn't they? But yeah, not not a heap. But again, <laughs> Welsh in itself doesn't sound like any anything like English with a Welsh accent. So, you still, <laughs> like you'd still have to put in put in some practice. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You could be, you could be, a, you can be his accent coach, maybe. Yeah, maybe. Just try, just try, get, <laughs> just to try and wrangle some, some one-to-one time. I'm pretty sure he's, he's, you've got it covered. That's what you, YouTube, you can learn an accent off YouTube, I reckon. But actors can. <laughs> Sometimes you hear like, I can't think of any examples on top of my head, but you hear like actors men, men like, oh, how did you learn the accent for that role? And they'll yeah, it's always just like, oh, I, I watched loads and loads of videos of this guy on YouTube. Or, like I have like one specific person that'll just watch like hours and hours on YouTube of, of that person talking. I do love an accent. I like, I. Like doing accents myself <laughs> i'm not gonna i'm not gonna insult you liz by doing trying to do a welsh one but <laughs> fan of like south africa and australia and uh america even ryan reynolds great pick i think that'll be a popular one probably especially with the ladies i would imagine so the next one we have is the co-star who's going to be up alongside ryan reynolds in that what what's kind of classically known as the bond girl role um, but with it being build a bond you can do whatever you want with it who do you think who's going to be alongside ryan reynolds well i suppose you could give him you could give him what he would want and have a flake lively couldn't you like she would be a good she would be a good bond um woman feisty yeah, yeah like i think like i think she would play the part really well um and if you want to give them that role you could uh, but i also like as a lead as a sort of leading lady slash supporting lady i always really like anne hathaway Mm. she's super talented and quite diverse and like versatile in in the way that she can play roles yeah versatile would be the first word that came to my mind for Anne Hathaway done everything no I like Anne Hathaway she gets she gets a fair bit of stick I think and I don't really know why I think she's great she played um she played a spy in uh, Get Smart with Steve Carell Mm. Um, that was obviously more kind of for laughs though so what like what what would this version of Anne Hathaway be would she be a bit of a, a femme fatale yeah, I feel like she would, because she's like she's like clever, isn't she? Like you know, when she's smart, I'd be like, I think that version of her, like where she could outwit him. I think like I feel like if Anne Hathaway was was Bond's like opposite number, she'd give as good as she got, mm. and maybe like Catwoman. But yeah, 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 that kind of 
that kind of role. Like I think she's like she just gives off super powerful, self-assured vibes. She definitely is smarter than Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> I, like, I don't I don't know either of them, but I can just tell Bit you. Right she seems like she'd be <laughs> sorry, Ryan, but she just seems like she'd be way smarter than him. Uh, I feel like she's the kind of pet actress um, in a Bond film that would be she she'd be quite double crossing. I reckon. I reckon she could turn out to be a baddie. And that's not just because I, I don't like Anne Hathaway, because I think she's fine. But I don't know. I just feel like she's she's the kind of person that I could see doing a, a double cross on old Jimmy. Old Jimmy B. Maybe, yeah. Oh, I mean, it's, like... Liz, it's Liz's movie, but if you want to... <laughs> <the plot. laughs> uh, anyway. I think like it would be good if like she ended up saving him. Right. Like yeah. So it could be a team, but like yeah, you were constantly second guessing whether who side she was on and then but at the end she comes in and saves his bacon not not the other way around that's nice yeah bit of a twist on the yeah. sort of stereotype that's my ending there you go what happens don't know what mode of transport you want to use but eventually spoiler alert i do i like the idea of having blake lives in there at least for a cameo you know, it's like a little nod to real life. Yeah. Yeah, maybe maybe he's like walking out of her apartment at the beginning or something as if he's just spent the night with her, but actually... But then you'd feel bad because you'd, you'd end up moving on and leaving her behind and we don't want that because... So you'd have to figure out... She'd probably be better off if she just had a, a passing role in it or something or she... Yeah, yeah it was like, she could be... She could be Q. Oh my goodness, she could be Q. There you go. <laughs> It could be I told you it was better if you didn't think about it before, didn't I? <laughs> <laughs> it's working so far. We got Blake Lively's cue. And Anne Hathaway's coming in to save the day. Is that? Do you think? You know, having had that discussion, is there going to be a love story then between Ryan and Anne? Oh no, I think it would be one of those where you, it never got confirmed. Like as the viewer, you'd always be left wondering, did they? Didn't they? Matt's like hating my bond right now. <laughs> 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 No, no, not 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 at all. I'm I'm trying to figure out a way to taggy checks whether Anne Hathaway is technically smarter than Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> <laughs> Check their IQs. We'll come back to you. Okay. Anne Hathaway's been around forever, hasn't she? She's been. I mean, she was what? She was like a teenage sensation, would you say? Princess Diaries was she in that? Yeah, she was. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, she she kind of escalated from there, so she's never. Yeah, but she's never disappeared. She's never had like time off. I think um, I think that's a good shout, Anne Hathaway. Yeah, I like that a lot. Taggy checks. Well. Is is Anne Hathaway an Oscar winner? Hey, yeah, she won an Oscar for Les Mis. I'm just going to say that without even needing to check it. I know that that's the case, Did but you? I will check it. <laughs> <laughs> Let's have a look, shall we? So hope he's wrong. I know he is right though. I think oh. it's yeah. Oh, uh, I'll, I'll tag you check back on you in a second. Sort of. Cool. So we got James Bond, Ryan Reynolds. Anne Hathaway's uh, co-star saving the day at the end as a Bond girl, and we've got Blake Lively coming in as Q. Mm. Cast coming together nicely, very good. Next, we've got villain. Are you a um, a Bond villain fan? Would you say? I don't know. I think that like, not typically. Like, the one I always remember, though, I think everybody does, isn't it? Is George, like George is the first one I ever really remember. Yeah. Watching and 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 well, just being aware that they were actually villain because I think like. When you're young and you're watching it, you, you kind of just, you don't really take it all into you initially. But he, he looked evil, didn't he? <laughs> like, yeah. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, that's the first. I just remember, like, when he jumped out the plane. I was like, yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, I don't know what it was about him. Something, I don't know if it was the teeth, yeah. the massive height or the, yeah. the terrifying way about him. But yes, he was definitely a villain. Sometimes nowadays with films, they, they, they try and make the baddies like too clever. So it's like, oh, they're, they're scheming or like, oh, are they bad or are they good? Whereas some, there's something to be said for just someone who like, as soon as you see them, you're like, that person is evil. <laughs> Although Jaws was kind of good in the end, of course, but like you were aware straight away that Jaws was the baddie. No, for me, I think it would be Killian Murphy. Like, because I, I was late to the Peaky Blinders party. Mm-hmm. And like, I, and I remember him first from that. Do you remember that movie? Is it Red Eye? Oh yeah, he was in that. I think he was. I might be, I might be making that up, <laughs> but I'm sure that's where I remember like first ever seeing him, yeah, which again, was probably a long time ago. But yeah, I was, so I was. We were late to the Peaky Blinders party, but I think he does it so well. But like he's like he's a lovable baddie, mm. and so I think like again, my bond would be you'd kind of be you're not rooting a bit. Like have you ever watched Dexter? Yeah, like you're sure. rooting. You're rooting for like he's so bad, but like you're rooting for him. Yeah, I think it would be kind of like that. I guess that's kind of like people blinders as well. Like he's sort of is kind of a bad guy because he's like a criminal, but you're kind of yeah, don't get yeah, you love him. Yeah. Also, was he in the same Batman as Anne Hathaway? Uh, yeah, I think he had a cameo in it. Yeah, I need to get Taggy to double check that. But yeah, because they were they were definitely both in that series, but I can't remember if they were close. Yeah, it was it was a callback moment, wasn't it? I'm sure he uh, he, he does make a, a brief one. I'll I'll, I'll come back to uh, just to confirm. As I suspected, um, she has won one Academy Award, and it was for Les Miserables in uh, 2013. She was nominated, uh, but didn't win in 2009 for another film called Rachel Rachel Getting Married. But she lost out to Kate Winslet for the. Re- Sure. Thank you very much, Taggy. Yeah. <laughs> I want to kill Kelly Murphy now, thank you. Yeah. The inbox is piling up, Taggy, come on. Yes. <laughs> uh, I really like Kelly Murphy. I think he is brilliant. And he he's good as a villain because he is sort of like a little bit weird looking, you might say. Not, he's handsome, but not in a sort of very traditional way. Is that fair? Kelly and Murphy? Yeah. No, he's a hunk. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> Kelly and Murphy that featured in The Dark Knight Rises alongside Anne Hathaway. Taggy checked. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he's a hunk. <laughs> I know I know I know what you mean though. He's like not necessarily super conventionally handsome, like the same yeah. way that like Ryan yeah. Gosling isn't necessarily conventionally handsome, but oh, I think anyway. But uh, there is something about them that is just very attractive. Uh, Ryan Gosling is a hunk. I don't know. I've, see, see when you see some of his earlier, earliest, like pre mid, like mid noughties stuff. Like I reckon he's, he could have gone the other way. I think his reputation <laughs> goes a long way for. But is that because, like, in the mid noughties, that it was a very stereotypical chiselled hunk kind of look, and he's more maybe understated, maybe. Right. Yeah. Let's get. Let's give Liz the final word on this. Hunk or not, <laughs> Ryan Gosling. Well, yeah, like he is. But again, like I don't know. Like sometimes people grow into their hunkiness, don't they? That's what I'm hoping for. I'll grow into my But Kelly Murphy, I would definitely not say as a hunk. Like he's quite small and skinny, isn't he? That isn't necessarily what makes a hunk, though, is it? That's true. I, well, I think of like a hunk of meat. Like a hunk. Yeah, but in, in, in modern day, like... like okay. yeah. I think you need to you need to refine your taste a little bit, Fraser. I think uh, the modern hunk can be many things. <laughs> He's also a very respectable five foot ten, which, in my opinion, is the perfect height for a man. <laughs> <laughs> um, good. Okay. 
Ryan Reynolds, Anne Hathaway, Kelly Murphy, Blake Lively as Q. Uh, next up is the director. Now, I know that Kelly Murphy is someone who's collaborated a lot with a certain director, and I'm curious to know is that if this is the person that you're going to pick. Don't really know in terms of director. I was like, do we go for someone who's already done a Bond movie, or do we only like if they have they go and we move along? Like, so, and I don't want it to be too gory or anything like that. So, this is probably the hardest thing for me because, like, I'm like, oh, I much prefer a Disney, like a Disney director. (laughs) But I don't think that's really going to work, is it? For well, it's it's your film, so if you want to go Disney, then you know. I feel, no like, rules. I feel like I've already spoiled your um your James Bond movie enough. Like I've already you you've already asked loads of questions of me, and you're like hmm, maybe no, maybe yes. So um I think like I I don't know like I think I'd give I'd like I'd give Sam Mendes another another go. Give Sam another shot. Okay. Bring Sam back. Yeah, maybe. I, yeah. I always think it would have been good to have him do three. Yeah. It would have been quite nice, maybe. But then again, Skyfall was so good and Spectre was, I don't know, maybe a bit less good. Do you like, it's one of those, isn't it? Do you quit while you're ahead? <laughs> well, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, personally, I think he should have quit after Skyfall. Ouch. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Liz. But... Yeah, but I think Skyfall was massively helped. With Adele, wasn't it? Well, yeah, I, I think Adele was good, but I mean, if, <laughs> no, if you have no, 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 what I mean is it brought it all together, like it had everything, didn't it, Skyfall? Yeah, I, I do think it is important to have uh, a good theme song, although I do think there's lots of crap ones that do have good theme songs as well, to be fair. Yeah, you can't get there just with theme song, right? The yeah. Movie's lot, the movie's but, a lot longer than like three minutes. No, but, <laughs> but I do know what you- I don't know what you mean though. It does like, when you have a good song that captures the mood of the film really well. That like when it comes together like that, it, it's so perfect. And Skyfall was definitely one of them that the song fits so nicely with the with the kind of mood of the film. Yeah, so I'm gonna stick with him. Stick with Sorry, Fraser. Just it's all right. It's okay. I, mean, you I mean, have can't, to go with it. I can't stress <laughs> enough, Liz. This is your movie. Not, not <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I, to be honest, I'm I'm enjoying it so far. I think. Uh, I like the picks so far. We have to ask questions, of course, otherwise it would be a very short and very boring podcast. So. <laughs> and like I, I will, I said, I gave you full transparency at the beginning. There's not a lot of depth to my <laughs> <laughs> making process. Yeah. Um, but, you know, to, yeah, to be fair, Sam Mendes, for me, is a bit of a roller coaster. He's up and down. Like, 1917, awesome movie. And that came after Skyfall. I'm trying to think. What else did he do? Road to Every day scene. can't be a perfect day, right? We all have... Life is not linear, isn't that what I say? <laughs> it, would be very, it would be boring if it was. Um, For sure. Yeah, you're right. Okay, Sam Mendes, fine. I think he's, yeah. So, so far he's gone, I'd say his last few films, he went, Skyfall was obviously brilliant. Before that, he did a film with John Krasinski and Maya Rudolph, which I think was probably rubbish. So then Skyfall, great. Then Spectre, not so great. Then 1917, great. Then he's done something called Empire of Light, which I don't know about which must be rubbish. So if you did go back and do another James Bond, and that he's was his next film. He's back on track for a good one. He's in for a good one. Yeah, exactly. Ready for to redeem himself. Yeah. I've, I've heard Empire of Light is quite good, so I don't want to ruin the... Uh, I haven't seen it, but it's... Uh... Well, then you can, have, you can go for three in a row. Either way. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> <laughs> I 
the way you were talking, Liz, you quite liked Spectre. We, I mean, we, I, I personally, no, I, it was more that I was like wanting to see it, and I was over there, and like everyone was talking about because that was that happened, didn't it? Like, well, it always happens. Like the new one comes out, and everybody tromping at the bit to go watch it and it was just that I wasn't in the UK when it was coming out so I was like right where can we go see it because also like so my husband he still swims so like cinema's an easy win like for a social activity doesn't actually have to take that much energy you just sit and watch watch the movie so I was like we could go see James Bond 007 so uh yeah that was that I think in the end we ended up watching it when we got back to Britain anyway lovely I like Sam Mendes I'm glad he's coming back um you're welcome Let's just hope he's still got some of that magic left in him, which I'm sure he does. Oh, he has. Feels so feels so mean to the Sam Mendes. At least you've moved on from Ryan Reynolds. I know, I know. I actually genuinely really, really love uh, Sam Mendes, so I feel bad for uh, for that. So I, I love that as a pick. Very good. Cool. Well, but what else we got to pick? I almost lose track of our of our list. Well, yeah. well, next actually, we're going on to music, which we just discussed. Yeah. Yeah, we've already touched on how important the music is to Bond theme songs Liz you mentioned you like Adele any other Bond theme songs that you enjoy well we did a we actually for London was it maybe even for Beijing I think it was Beijing we did a parallel pitch GB advert to live and let die and that oh, was cool wow. that was cool brilliant actually, we filmed it at Pinewood Studios and uh, it was all in black and white and uh, yeah you've been there on the 007 stage yeah <sighs> and then we went to and then um and then Sir Paul McCartney sent us all flowers afterwards. That was pretty cool. Did he actually? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, they told us that they were from him himself. <laughs> like they were sent from his people. But like still, you still got the card that said, like, thank no, you. I, I believe Paul, Paul did it himself. I, yeah, that's nobody that's ever writes no, no, let's be real here. Nobody ever <laughs> writes even if you send flowers, you don't write the card yourself. <laughs> <laughs> But like it's still pretty cool that they they come, you know. Yeah, and did you not? Know, he performed it at the the Olymp the twenty twelve Olympic opening ceremony, I think, as well, didn't he? Did he? Well, obviously there was the whole the whole James Bond thing, wasn't there at the at the Olympics? Queen. Yeah. 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 God bless her. Yeah, that's that 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 is that's one of my favourites too, for sure. Like I I I think it was in twenty eighteen he came to. Uh, Glasgow and I managed to get tickets for it and that song when it came on with like the pyrotechnics and everything is like my like favorite ever live memory like it was just like the emotion just hits you as the fireworks come on and you're just like that is such a tune like it is just amazing so good that you guys got to perform it yeah it was like yeah it was cool the movie like the the advert was pretty cool and when you say when you say perform was it like a band-aid sort of thing where you're all like singing separate bits or how well, we did didn't, no we didn't see it we like we got filmed like doing our sport oh i see um and then to like i think like so some of it like so obviously we were we went in the water tank that is at pinewood so that was cool and there's a bit i think like of us like me and one of the other boys guys athletes um he <laughs> was there too and so we like we were young at the time and like like we're sat on the diving block and then we like we look up and then like yeah and then they did one of the equestrian riders and some of the fences that like yeah it was pretty cool here's a question you you were filming that as the the holder of the gold medal. I can't remember. I actually can't remember if it was pre-Beijing or pre-London. Right. Which is bad. But, but if, say, um, say, either way, it, it's amazingly cool. But yeah. say it was pre, say it was pre-London. Like your 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 life must have been so cool at that point. 
Yeah, yeah. So, well, actually, yeah, my, like that period between Beijing and London was amazing. Like, because I, because up until that point, I'd always been an a student athlete because I graduated the year before Beijing. So then, um, and I'd always had the view that I was going to go straight into like my like my professional like work career as well. I, like once I got back from Beijing. But then I won and like loads of other stuff happened. And so actually um, the opportunities that were there and the time that I needed, it all just sort of fell into place. And I was in a position then to to do some really cool stuff. Would it have been um, business and finance that you would have went into if you hadn't had the swimming? Yeah, so we were talking about this before you joined the call. Um, <laughs> Apologies. Um, yeah, no, I, would, I always thought I would be an accountant. How different your life would have been, yeah. That's mad. Oh, it's well. funny, isn't it? You say like, or you hear that sort of cliche thrown about all the time. You know, winning a gold medal changes your life, but it, but it's genuinely true. It's it's a life changing moment. I think it's just sport generally. Oh yeah, so I think yeah, so I think this changes your life, or, or like in, impacts your life and influences your life in some shape or form. Whether you whether be whether it's being an athlete or some people are super committed to the sports team that they follow, aren't they? Or some people make it a mission that they're going to go to like different major championships a different sport and use it to to go to different countries um i just think sport is such a community however you use it and absolutely the gold medal it it's it would be stupid to say it didn't um impact my life at all it absolutely did but like the people i think are the most the, the people are the best thing you get from like life as an athlete um because they see you at your best they see you at your worst they see you at your strongest they see you at your weakest both like physically and emotionally and um like it's just a, there's like this this bond that you can't hey. see right there. Hey. <laughs> no, like literally like you you're, you're bonded with people who in everyday life you probably wouldn't necessarily have even been friends with because you're so different beautiful yeah presumably you met felipe through yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, exactly. So, uh, yeah, so it has impact on some people more than others, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Anyway, back back to our musical uh, musical chat. Sorry to have uh, diverged there, but um, yeah, who, who who's singing your who's singing your Bond song? Part of me wants to say Whitney Houston because, like, wow. But also, like, when we were swimming, her song was like. But it was it wasn't a ballad though it was like I want to dance with somebody but like that was our like that was always our song like as a as a swimming group um I remember it was we were like we were sat we were all between training one day at world championships back in 2006 and we were all in one room and it came on and like everyone just started bouncing on the beds um which probably wasn't the smartest move <laughs> but like and like and so then even now like whenever it comes on like and it's on a lot right on the radio or like when people used to be on nights out when the union stuff like that you ring the group and like you just leave playing so i feel like she she ties me uh to my people but also maybe somebody like um luke evans or something like that like if you wanted to go like rogue, well, not completely uh, rogue. Yeah, Luke like, Evans is in as in the Welsh. Yeah, actor. of course. But I, I didn't realize. But I only that before he was an actor. Yeah, I only found out this weekend that he's he's like a a very successful singer as well, and he's got like a new album at the moment. It's like he's a he's a, he's a, he was a singer first, I think. Yeah, he's, you better, he's, better he's, fact check that. Come on. Yeah, no, he's he's Luke Evans is 
I had no idea. Like, I, obviously, he's, he's appeared in a few films and he's been singing. I know he was in, um, he was obviously Gaston in the Beauty and the Beast remake, um, but he was on Strictly Come Dancing, right, the other week as, like, I, I don't really watch Strictly, but um, he was on the results show because they've got filler time and they always get on a wee surprise act or, like, a famous person. And he was on and he was just singing. And I heard him before, I wasn't even in the room, I heard him before I saw who it was and I was like, whose voice is that that is unbelievable it was like groundbreaking it was earth shattering and i went in it was bloody gorgeous luke evans and i was so <laughs> i was so well, that was the thing. and actually that's why because i was there that night and so like he's fresh in my mind wait what well, you were there at that strictly come dancing show yeah yeah yeah, yeah. what how <laughs> i went to watch ellie oh my goodness that's so cool oh uh, yeah, that's that's amazing that, that of all the nights to go, that was the night that you you. Well, went. I've been I've been once before, so again, this like and this is definitely gold medal help. I probably tickets are really hard to get, right? So in two thousand and eight, I went after Beijing, and that that night it was Beyonce. Oh my goodness! <laughs> so like I've been super lucky. <laughs> and, and do you just show your medal at the door and you, and you just have to walk in? <laughs> Sadly, not. You have to show your medal way before that to get in. <laughs> yeah, so uh, those tickets are like gold dust, aren't they? So uh, yeah, no, they they are like and even even the, even for the celebrities, I heard like yeah, 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 yeah like they like, get two tickets. They get two tickets per show. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, like I, you know, I'd expect the people that are working on it to maybe get a wee in, but that's literally what the stars of the show are getting. And you, yeah. of of all those two people that they could have picked, the two times that you went, you got Beyonce know, again, and Buddy right? Luke Evans at his peak. <laughs> oh my goodness, I'm so jealous. He was brilliant. So that, and so that's why he's on my list. So, but like I, I, I don't know who I pick between those two. I mean, Whitney had what had her go about a sound a soundtrack, didn't she? Like her bodyguard one was amazing. And I rewatched that again. And that was a movie I watched on a plane because I'd run out of like all the new stuff I'd watched. And I was like, oh, like go to there. You know, when they have the back catalogue on the on the on the in-flight entertainment, I was like, let's have a look. And, and Bodyguard was on there and I hadn't watched it for years. And I was like, I'm gonna watch it. And it was so good. Again. <laughs> Brilliant. That's when you know you're flying a lot if you're digging into the back catalogue section of the, yeah. <laughs> of the movies. I feel that's it's hard to choose because obviously Whitney Houston seems to have met you know meant so much to you in your in your career and everything like that. But the reaction there to Luke Evans was so was I know, it, and all it was that incredible. Maggie <laughs> checks. I feel like we should just give him Luke Evans because <laughs> I would, I would be much, I would be much happier with Luke Evans. I just think when he's, she's done her bit. She's, she's had her time. But Luke Evans, I feel like that, that could be the, the performance that makes this next, especially if the next one is going to be. Sorry, not, not that we're talking about this being the next one, but if it is the next one and it's the first of like a whole new series, imagine it was Luke Evans. That would, yeah, I think that'd be spectacular. And we've gone, and we've gone rogue with Anne Hathaway saving the day. So yeah, let's do it. Let's, let's go with Luke Evans, shall we? Brilliant. I love that. Yeah, I, I, if it makes you feel any better, Whitney Houston was rumored to be in a previous Bond film. She was actually rumored to be the Bond girl in Die Another Day with Piers Brosnan way back when, um, but it never happened for whatever reason. That I'll, I guess I'll tag you check later. Um, so she was, she was almost in it. She was almost in it, not as the singer, but as one of the the, the actors. Yeah, no, I was picking up for a singer. Luke Evans, another hunk, of course. Of course, yeah. In fact, I think uh, I've picked us before on our show. Beauty's in the eye of the beholder, remember? Come on, lads. And obviously, you know, let's talk his talent. I, I think, Taggy, maybe you can check this, but I think he was either he, he had his, his new album was either number one or it was like just behind Taylor Swift. So, I mean, that's pretty impressive, to be fair. The maybe, yeah, but it's. Uh, Not that you're checking on it, Liz. No, actually, no, this is, well, this is the scope, the, like the diverse range of bands that, um, 
Luke Evans can can cover. My aunties were talking about it earlier. <laughs> what a demographic! He's... Yeah. Exactly right. So winning at life. <laughs> Not all, but most of the picks you've had so far are, 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 are haven't been picked before or haven't been picked in those roles. But Luke Evans definitely hasn't been picked for uh, to do the theme song before. Oh, so yeah. I love that. Told you, don't plan and just go with it. Just go with it. So you don't yeah. want to go too rogue because I've, I've, I've gone rogue enough with other stuff. Well, we've got a little bit more space as well in our AOB column for anything else that you want to add into your film. We've got your Bond, your villain, co-star, director. A location, I guess. So. Eh? Location, yeah, for sure. Don't know. <laughs> maybe you'd like to ask me about the location no no I didn't say ask me I was like location I thought you were prompting me because you had a brilliant suggestion that you'd been like well, desperate I just like say. Rio I'd just go Rio just because I love Rio nice okay. brilliant bit like, that would be a bit like Fast Furious then wouldn't it and also um, Bond previous Jaws was in Rio was he not yeah correct in fact I think it was in Rio was the, the scene where Jaws, he's in like the cable car and Jaws yeah. like the cable off and he swings, yeah, very good. I would love to go to Rio. I, I think yeah. my um, missus and I have been um, discussing where to go on our honeymoon recently and, and Brazil is up there. Uh, with, it is cool. With... The north, go to the north though, like do Rio but then go north. North Brazil, okay. The northeast coast is like... We're also thinking like Peru, Argentina. Yeah, they're all cool. <clears throat> it was I, in. I was supposed to go to Peru. Felipe raced in Peru. Great. Well, any, any other details you'd like to add? You're, you've got a Q. Would you like an M or a Money Penny? Oh. Um, um... You, you could be Money Penny with your accountancy. Yeah, you're all right. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like, again, I want to go like against the grain because Money Penny is always pretty. Mm, who should we go with? Fraser, uh, did you not do something crazy with your money penny? I did, yeah. Well, just, just to, just to give us some inspiration for Liz, what, what did you do again? So, Liz, to put a, a bit of uh, context in here, Stuart and I both recorded our own Builder Bonds recently, um, and I chose as my money penny um, Brian Manson, who was a PE teacher <laughs> in high school. Fair enough, you went proper rogue. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Any PE teachers you want to give a shout out to? I think I'm all right. <laughs> no, <laughs> surely, surely in your profession, your PE teachers would be the people that, if anyone thinks, oh, maybe I'll get a special shout out if this, if this student becomes famous. No, <laughs> right? Because swimming at school is a bit, is horrible. It's horrible. <laughs> yes, I'm, I'm 100, I hated swimming at school, so I'm 100%, yeah. Vote Liz. I'll uh, I'll support that motion. I so feel like though, yeah. If you're gonna, I feel like for M, you could give someone like I could give my mum a role, like you know, like like <laughs> as a as a nod to your mum, like like boom, she's not here anymore. She could do like she could, but then at the same time, I love Mary Poppins, and like people always go, do you mean Julie Andrews? I'm like, no, I love her too, but no, I mean Mary Poppins. But I don't really feel like Mary Poppins could be M. The actual the character of Mary Poppins. Yeah, yeah, like I like when people would just go, you know, when they do that thing, who would you like to meet? If you could have dinner with three people, dead or alive, who would they be? I'd always say Mary Poppins, <laughs> and people would be like, "Do you mean Julie Andrews?" I'm like, "No, I mean Mary Poppins." <laughs> I, I, I say, I say, why not? Why can't you have Mary? It's build a bond. There's yeah. no rules. So Mary Poppins is gonna be my M. Yes. Yes. Done. yes. Love that. 
No, she should probably have been cute because think of all the cool things she could have just made <laughs> with her little bag. <laughs> yeah. Um, I yeah. And then my money penny. Well, who's my, who run through my cast again? <laughs> <laughs> You've got Ryan Reynolds. Yeah. Anne Hathaway. Yeah. Kelly Murphy. Sam Mendes. Well, he's a director. Whitney Houston's a singer. No, so no, Luke, not. Luke, Luke Evans. Evans. Whoa, Luke Evans. Um, you could have Luke Evans as your money penny. No, Luke Evans is, is my is singing my theme tune. They could do both. He's not gonna. Okay. <laughs> right. Um, my movie. Remember. <laughs> yeah, you're right. That's um, you firmly told Fraser. I like that. I'll Keep it everyone. I'll just stay quiet in the corner here. Then. <laughs> Q? Who's Q? Q was Blake Lively. Blake Lively, yeah. Okay. Need a money penny. I've got okay, it. Ned. My money penny is yeah. Mo Salah. Mo Salah. Mo Salah. <laughs> Why? The Egyptian, the Egyptian Messi. The Egyptian king running down the wing. <laughs> Brilliant. I love that. Everyone loves Mo Salah. Yeah. Exactly, you can't not like him. What um, what um, characteristics of Mo Salah do you think would make him good at uh, um, being money penny? Just solid, solid, dependable. <laughs> and he needs yeah, he's dependable, reliable most of the time, um, <laughs> solid, and he deserves a role. And I'm out of I'm out of cast members, so that's where he's going to have to go. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a very slight aversion to Mo Salah in that he scored a hat trick against Rangers a few weeks ago. <laughs> Great, let's get him in. <laughs> yeah. See, the whole time we've been talking about this, I've been picturing Mo Farah. <laughs> no. No. Farah. <laughs> no. You want Mo Farah? I mean, it's, there's no more or any less ludicrous than Mo, uh, Mo Salah. <laughs> but I was just picturing the wee skinny guy doing it. <laughs> you were like, he's just solid. I was like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> You were like, no, no, no. Yeah, so reliable, calm. Calm under pressure, for sure. Yeah. But like a good lead, like good, good, good leader. Does get injured quite often. Not in his role as money, Penny. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I told you, he's in the safety of the headquarters yeah. and then he's designated survivor if anything goes wrong. Okay. <clears throat> is, he, is he playing himself or is he acting? As in, like, is it? Is money it penny. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. But is it, but is it like... It's like in, um, well, because there's a thing, right, when, when Bond comes into, in the old Bonds, and he comes into the office and he throws his hat onto the, the hanger. Yeah, yeah the hat stand. Yeah, he could do something football related with that. I don't know. We'll work it out. Yeah, maybe that's like. And also, that would link Ryan Reynolds, wouldn't it? And Wrexham to it's not that far. Blah, blah, blah. It's, it's all coming together now. See, who needed a plan? It's all right, isn't it? You can tell, actually, looking through your picks, the point in which, like, <laughs> the plan, like, you'd stopped planning when we had Mary Poppins come in and Mo Salah appearing. I know. No, that is because of old PE teacher over there. Oh, true. Like, yeah. well, I haven't really given a nod to anybody that's rogue, like completely rogue. I'm afraid to ask. Is there any other picks? Anything else you want to add in? I'm happy with that. Yeah. <laughs> that okay. is the end of my amazing. Yeah. Um, I don't have a creative bone in my body. Well, this list begs to differ. I would say. Yeah. Um, 
Fraser, do you want to run through the summary? Yes, I'd love to. Um, we've been through it a few times now, and I will get it right this time. <laughs> Whitney Houston is not in the list. Liz Johnson, your Bond movie is as follows. Playing James Bond, you've got Ryan Reynolds. You've got Anne Hathaway as the co-star, and she's going to save Ryan Reynolds' life at the end. Uh, you've got Killian Murphy as the villain. You've got Sam <laughs> Mendes as director. You've got Luke Evans doing the theme song. Uh, you've got Blake Lively as Q, uh, Mary Poppins as M, and Mo Salah as Money Penny. It's going to be partly partly filmed or set in Rio, and that about wraps up your film. How does that sound? Better than I thought it was going to. So make uh, <laughs> it as a win. One more question, Liz. No. Didn't, didn't prepare you for this. What's your Bond film going to be called? Oh, this is creative. I always pass this off to someone else. I'm not really good at Okay, well, you can pass it off to us if you like. Is it, have you guys okay. I bet you've got loads of ideas up your sleeve, haven't you? Haven't you? <laughs> you say that with such disdain. <laughs> three of you, okay, now that you've got all my info, three of you pitch and I'll pick. Okay. Right. I would go for, based on your final pick, you could have Mo Raker. Mo Raker. Oh, I wouldn't, I wouldn't pick that one, Liz. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, he's gone with it though, can't you? Uh, Taggy? I was thinking maybe a spoonful of shooters because <laughs> it's Mary Poppins. <laughs> that's quite good. Crap. I've gone for something that's very personal to you, Liz, and this, I've gone for swimming let die. <laughs> And you, I feel like you, you have... missed the trick and you could like with Mo you could have had like something to do with wingman like I don't know hmm. you could have had uh, the hunk who loved me <laughs> no no <laughs> no okay. you, you lot can't agree who's the hunk well let's <laughs> uh, should, should we put it to the listeners listeners at home build a bond 007 on twitter on instagram let us know what we should call this bond film we welcome your suggestions because we can't agree. Yeah, but we are going to have to pick something to put yeah. as the title of this episode. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, Liz, of those, which is the least worse? Obviously, it's, come on, Live and Let Die. You, you were in the thing with Live and Let Die. Come on. What do you mean? You did the thing, you did the, the, the promo with Live and Let Die. And mine was Swim and Let Die. This is just sad. Yeah, no. Des- desperate, isn't it? Oh, do we have to, does it have to be a play on one of the ones that's already gone? No. As in a real one. Do whatever you want, yeah. Well, I don't know. I don't know. I can't think. Okay. Or you could pick or you could pick a spoonful of shooters. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you three have had long enough to do these. You could have come up with better options. You can think on it, Les, and, and come up with what you would like it to be called before we For sure. it sort out. Okay. Um, it can be one of these, something like that. <laughs> <laughs> or it can be something you come up with yourself. Okay. But thank you so much, Liz. It has been such a laugh to have you. I've had so much fun. Thank you. Yeah, it's been great to see you again. Lovely to catch up. Uh, And yeah, let's keep in touch. Thanks, team. Now, 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 Liz Johnson in, well, as yet untitled. As yet untitled. We're getting worse at these names, I'll be honest. I know, we are running out of options, aren't we? Yeah, Um, yeah. But, you know, what a fun episode. It started pretty on-piste and it very, very quickly got pretty off-piste, I would say. Yeah, and I think we managed to keep most of our 
you know, facts straight-ish. Yeah, eventually. Eventually all the facts got straightened out. And that's that's really what I'm what I'm here to do. Um yeah, no, it was it was a great episode. Um for our, yeah. our first pick for Mo Salah, would you say? Uh, I'd need to run through the old episodes, but I think so. Yeah. And you had a little mission of your own, Fraser, is that right? I did, yeah. I was my geography's not great. I had to name as many countries as possible, but as soon as I got that uh, task to do, I thought, right, here's an opportunity. I'll alter my introduction a lot. Yeah, I noticed that. That was very cheeky, I thought. Uh, dropping maybe three or four straight straight on the off? Yeah, three three straight off. You know, I had uh, China, England, and Greece. Um, yeah. And yeah, I, thought, I tried to drop in as, as many as I could. That I got 11 that I, that I said. I counted eleven as well, so that's good when it. Lovely when it. Uh, no, no independent adjudication required. Eleven. I expected I more independent adjudication. By the way, I hate it. There's no well, need for it. I think that's because you're often the one that requires adjudication. To be honest, <laughs> I don't know. You can be marginally happy with that. I, I wouldn't be overjoyed. Yeah, a, a relatively like easy two hundred and fifty countries or something in the world. Yeah, a relatively easy task. Um, uh, I thought, but anyway. Yeah, well, you can find more Liz on Instagram and probably Twitter. Uh, and you can find us there too. You can find us on at Buildabond007. That's Instagram and Twitter. We're not yet on Facebook, that up and coming social media. Uh, or what's the new one, Mastodon? We should get that. Should we? Is that in case Elon Musk goes full Bond villain? Well, I, th- I think he already has. Get us on Mastodon. Yeah, and... See you next week. See you next week.